0: Ramona Shelburne, Body page. Tim Callister, David Dennis Jr. Calvin Sampson last night. Look at this court storm. Every referee gets it. You get a Sampson. You get a Sampson. You get a Sampson. He was tossed, of course. Got a nice ovation as he was tossed. He did it up 20, which makes me ask, is that good use of tirade or a wasted use of tirade? Let's go around the horn. <laughs> He's still mad. I think We've had some good tirades. We've had some standing ovation tirades this month. Get ready for March. A week of previews. Let's have a coach preview.
2: Am I retire- Listen, my I Listen, my mom and dad told me this when they were working. They said, you'll know when it's time. Today's not the day.
3: I've been able to coach in two Super Bowls, and you lose either one of them. Both of them are heartbreaking. So it's all about getting back there again, and that's what I'm excited for today.
0: Tim Kalasha, it's all about getting back in Plasma 3 again. There you are. Which coach do you want Sunday, Reed or Shanahan?
4: Tony, give me the guy who's never won a Super Bowl over the guy who's won two. That's, I was that's wondering how much if sense,
0: anybody was going to do this. That's how much wow. sense I make. I,
4: I, I, it's not because Shanahan's due. He's way too good of a coach to just be somebody who's due. He got off to a bad start when he was coordinator in Atlanta. If you recall, he lost his game plan at media night. And the great Art Spander from the Bay Area had to retrieve
0: it. For yeah, him. I don't remember. So
4: that that kind of got him <laughs> off off balance for the week, and still should have won that game. But regardless, for this game, I just think I think Shanahan and McVay are clearly the two coaches everybody looks at. Everybody robs them of their coordinators every other year, and and he doesn't have that ring, and and he's got the team, he's got the talent, mm-hmm. he doesn't have Mahomes. So I still don't know if I can pick him to win, but I want Shanahan's brain on my
0: side well, there we go if I'm picking in any kind of game I was wondering if there would be one to take Shanahan over Reed the first one David Dennis Jr. who you got on Sunday Reed or Shanahan
5: Oh, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think Shanahan actually lost his his playbook and halftime of that game. Is how you that only the explanation you have for blowing <laughs> oh, oh, a 28 to three lead there. Uh, and and that that speaks to sort of the bigger issue is why I'm taking Andy Reid. He's sort of done the things and been through the trials and tribulations that Shanahan had. It was Andy Reid who we talked used to talk about as a guy who could not get over the hump, who had previously blown the second largest lead in uh, playoff history, who had all those issues with clock management and all those problems. Of course, Mahomes makes up for a lot of that sort of stuff. But Andy Reid now is an indestructible force. You trust him down the stretch in these games. When it is Shanahan who has blown a fourth-quarter lead as a head coach and that huge lead as a coordinator, it's him who has to get over that. So I'm trusting Andy Reid who has done it. Ramona Shelburne, who would you rather be on Sunday?
6: I mean, Andy Reid, because he has Mahomes. And that's not an affront to Andy there. It's just I'll go with the quarterback who's won. And and Patrick Mahomes, he's lost to two quarterbacks in the playoffs, Tom Brady and Joe Burrow. Everyone else, he's like 11-0 again. Mm-hmm. So it's true. I, he,
0: and but Andy the question Reid is about the coaching here. Patrick I understand Mahomes. the players, the coaching. Who would you rather have uh, if you're a fan going into Sunday's game? Let's say that.
6: The, the guy who's done that and who's not so reliant on the script, as you guys were talking about, okay. who's not so reliant on the game plan, Andy Reid, there's been a lot of, like, retirement talk around him. I don't think he's going anywhere. Adam Teicher from ESPN had this great article on our site today about whether his long-term future is still going to stay after the Super Bowl. He has a great quote from Patrick Mahomes who said, he's all about football. Other than playing with his grandkids, he's all about football and cheeseburgers. Mm, It's a
0: good way to live life. Uh, Woody Page,
6: to you now, Uh, Reid
0: or Shanahan.
2: i I'm taking Shanahan, and I'm going to tell you, you're all wrong. He was on the sideline for a Super Bowl victory, and you say he's never won a Super Bowl. He was the one carrying the microphone cords for his father, oh, Mike Shanahan. So there you in go. Super Bowl 32. Right. So uh, he was right there in the middle of that championship. And guess <laughs> what? I'd rather have Shanahan 2.0 than Andy Reid 1.0. I think that when you talk about that zone control offense, People don't pay attention to the running game setting up their passing game. And defensively, they're better than the Kansas City Chiefs. So I want a guy who is the future of the NFL, not the past. All right.
0: So two of the um, more seasoned panelists on the show go with the younger coach. Which is interesting. Tim, I'll ask it to you this way. Is it possible Andy Reid is underrated in your eyes? We've had conversations about a different dynasty where it was coach or was a quarterback. No one gives Andy Reid the Belichick side of the conversation to Mahomes' Brady.
4: Yeah, I mean, if you look at his numbers at this point and wins and Super Bowls, and, and especially if he wins this week, he's moving past Tom Landry, who has certainly looked at at, a, at, a, at an exalted level in the history of the game. And I think Andy Reid uh, probably still hasn't, achieve that in people's minds, but he's doing it on the
0: field. We're still taking Shanahan Sunday over Reed. It sounds Bill, like Kennedy. yes. Mm-hmm. Give me Shanahan. We've been horned. Let's talk basketball. Mavericks 119. Nets 107 last night. Dallas survived this game. A very cold streak they were on when they had zero points over the last six seconds. <laughs> you see that? <laughs> I did because we love. We've all made, made those fun mistakes before. Kyrie Irving's <laughs> return to Brooklyn is what we talk about. No tribute video. There was a welcome back on the big screen, Seth Curry, Marquise Morris. Scattered booze, as you just heard, but Irving had a great game. That alley-oop, how about that at 36 to lead the game. He said he's learned lessons and he's made peace and wants to move forward with the rest of his career. There was also an exchange with a fan that was captured. Maybe you've seen it. Here's another look at it. Kyrie, why don't you play like this when you were on the dance? Yeah, right. Why, Kyrie? I Mayor Ramona Shufford, I want your view on... Um, how this all has ended now. No trivia video, but, but you heard Irving say peace has been achieved. you believe it?
6: I think peace is as, as peaceful as it's ever going to get. They're like a the Nets and Kyrie are like a divorced couple that everyone around them, all their friends and family are so happy they got divorced, right? <laughs> like they're all happy that everyone in New York is happy. It's It was never a great fit. And I think they're both better off for it. The Knicks actually got a return for him, Kyrie's. I think he's really rehabilitated his image and his standing as one of the best point guards in the game in Dallas. I know he's had some injuries, but that was just, that was not working and it was a messy exit. And, I, and you, know, you heard Kevin Durant get the, the tribute video and all the cheers there because he left on good terms. I know he, he asked out as well, but Kyrie, that, that breakup was an ugly one, and I'm, I'm glad it's just not been believe... the worst filing. When I mean, I mean, you
0: hear Kyrie say he's ready to move on with the rest of his basketball career and he's learned lessons and that he's at peace now, you believe peace has been achieved? I mean, achieved? Uh, I think peace off the court for him has
4: been achieved. A lot of athletes come come here and and they like, unless you're a cowboy, this is a pretty easy place to play in a lot of respects. (laughs) And and so he's doing fine in that regard. But I think last night was very misleading. Like, oh, it was a disaster for Brooklyn, but he's great for Dallas. Okay. Over the course of a year, he and Luca together are 19 and 21. The problem isn't so much the losing record. It's that they've only played 40 games together after a year. Kyrie missed a bunch of games last year. He's missed 20 games this year. That's his history. He plays 50, 55 games a year and misses games with variety of injuries and sometimes personal absences, as we saw in Brooklyn. So the idea that it's really working here, a team that's struggling to stay in the top eight in the West mm-hmm. and keep, the, keep him healthy, I don't think it's really
0: Around working. Around the horn of David Dennis Jr. on Kyrie's return to Brooklyn.
5: Yeah, as much as I would like to, you know – focus on the Nets and how they're continued uh, You know, acting like Kyrie Irving is a sole reason for that team's implosion is kind of getting old. I can't get over what Kyrie said at the sidelines there when he talked about blaming uh, Mayor Adams for the reason that he was not playing in Brooklyn, of course, because of the COVID restrictions and his refusal to get vaccinated and thus him not playing. That just seems like a guy who's still not taking responsibility for his own actions and the own reasons that that team ultimately failed. And he can talk about blaming Mayor Adams, but the fact is, in Dallas, uh he's played only 56% of the games this season. He only played 47% of the games when he was a Brooklyn Net. Last time I checked, Eric Adams is not the mayor of Dallas, Texas. Sure. So there's something with Kyrie Irving that is causing these issues that follows him no matter where he well, goes.
0: We, I mean, we have the history. We know that part of it was the vaccination status, which is understandable. I think in it was in hindsight and, and in reality. But the other, of course, is the documentary and the suspension from the team. Woody Page, I turn to you, though. No tribute video, but the way that you heard Kyrie talk about it, saying he's moving forward.
2: Well, i got to disagree with Ramona. She was talking about his family and friends are happy about what he did. Guess what? Three women in my life, their family and friends were very happy when they left me, right, so okay. divorce. we don't, we don't need. <laughs> so okay. I, I understand. I Yeah, he's being he's found peace in his life. <laughs> I think the Nets fans have lost, have found peace in their lives because there was just a smattering of booze. They've moved on. No video tribute. No. Uh, the entire crowd standing up and booing him during the game. One guy talking to him. Only one guy talking to him about his performance. So I hope he has found peace in Dallas. But as Tim pointed out, uh, last year he played, uh, what, 22 games and only won six of them or with with the Mavericks, so we're not talking about a team that's going to win the championship. So I think he's not thriving any more than he did with the Nets. He's not thriving like he did with the Boston Celtics.
0: Shelburne 12, page four. Calishaw 11. Dennis Jr. 11. Buy or sell next?
2: What happened with the Four points. What are you talking about? Oh, I thought four. you were asking your ex-wife that, buddy
3: Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be.
6: Welcome back to Around the Horn, coming to you from the seaport. Brought to you by Grey Goose.
0: The Oakland A's, not the Vegas A's yet. Here's Las Vegas Mayor Carolyn Goodman.
6: They really want
1: to stay in Oakland, and yet they can't get it on. I personally think they've got to figure out a way to stay in Oakland to make their dream come true.
0: That via the Front Office Sports Today podcast, Goodman would take to X later to say and clarify, I want to be clear, I'm excited about the A's in Las Vegas. Well, Ramona, you've heard both now by yourself.
6: You know, I'm buying that Carolyn Goodman knows exactly what she's doing, okay? She wants them to play at a site in downtown Las Vegas and not on the site of the old Tropicana Hotel, which is where I spent many years in my 20s going to Vegas. That part is not in Las Vegas. She doesn't have jurisdiction over the trop. So this is all just local Vegas politics.
0: Woody Page?
2: What happens in Vegas? A's stay in Vegas. I'm actually buying what she said because my guy in Vegas says if they put it where Fisher, the A's owner, wants to put it, there will be no parking spaces whatsoever. So why in the world don't you go to a place where you can actually put the stadium correctly?
0: And you value parking spaces in your stadium. I hear what you're saying, Woody Page. Tim Kalashow, how about you? I think
4: she forgot momentarily that Paul Blackburn might be the opening day starter. There's a lot to be excited about <laughs> this club uh, moving into the moving into the future. No, I'm That's buying okay. her honesty. I've never heard a mayor about to get a team even hint, you know, they really should probably
5: stay <laughs> okay. where they are and try to work it <laughs> out.
0: Okay, Dennis. Okay.
5: I'm buying her original statements because this is about the mess that John Fisher has created with the Oakland team. He turned the actual team into a hypothetical squad. They barely exist right now. They barely have a roster. <laughs> the lowest roster uh, in terms of salary in the league. They may or may not have a TV deal. They have no home for the next three years. There's no blueprint for the well, place they want to go. They have a home this year, the season, years
0: after that. Right. Uh,
5: so uh, the, year, the years after that, they have a mayor in Vegas who's saying, go back home, and they have a home that says, we don't <laughs> want you back here anymore, and that's about John Fisher and what he has done to destroy the worst owner in all the sports.
0: That's a pretty long list, but there you go. Wow. It all does things to the high heavens. We'll oh. move on. Vegas 3. Oilers won last night. Edmonton's win streak snapped at 16. One record short of tying the all-time record. Their first loss since December 19th that it comes at the hands of the defending champions means we got a spicy postseason ahead of us. Tim Callishaw, what does the second longest win streak in NHL history get you?
4: I'm afraid it gets you nothing. If you'd asked us a couple weeks ago who had the 17-game streak, I'm not sure how many of us. Oh, Pittsburgh, 1993, Mario Lemieux. It's just not a streak that has that kind of importance attached to it in the regular season. It's great that they're playing that well, but then at the end, they lose to the team that in the current NHL setup, they got to get past
5: in order to get to the semifinals.
0: David Dennis Jr.
5: It gets you kind of another heartbreaking loss in Vegas. They blew that game five last year in the playoff. They should have won last night. They had four shots on goal that should have gone in. They just didn't fall their way. Now you have to get through this team that kind of seems like they have their number at, have their number at home. Ramona Shelbert.
6: Yeah, they blew game five and game yeah. six in the playoffs against, against Vegas. And I think it, it really puts them in a position where this is what you, you will speak about when we get to the playoffs again, because this is who they have to go through.
0: Mm-hmm. And Woody Page, what does the second longest uh, streak get you?
2: Uh, well,
6: who has that
2: tie for the longest second streak? That would be the Columbus Blue Jackets. You don't want any part of that because both the Penguins and the Blue Jackets lost in the playoffs. So the best thing that could happen to the Oilers oh, is to this is not, not, not I always history.
0: love when someone argues a loss is a good thing. This is my favorite thing, especially coming from somebody with four points.
2: Well, give me more points than <laughs> <in>
0: that. <laughs> yeah, You're about know. to see how good a loss is. Fire Cell 3, Doug <laughs> Constance Field, this defending time? champion Mac McClung, all-star Jalen Brown, Jaime Hawkes Jr., and Jacob Toppin. That's a Shams Tirania report. Shams, excuse me. The skills competition. The field is now set. We know the Pacers were on one side of the skills competition field, and now the opposite side Anthony Edwards, Paolo Boncaro, and Victor Wambayama. Once again, per Shams Tirania. Woody, what you buying?
2: Well, I'm buying that. I think that uh, you'd have to get a dunk over Wimbley to win that uh, contest, but I'm taking the skills.
0: That's not a bad bad idea, Woody. I like that. They should oh. make the dunk contest having to yeah. dunk over somebody and dunk over Wemba. Look at all these points! You're, you're, think you're on fire. That's fine. Yes. Stay with that, Woody. <laughs> show <Kalisho>, go ahead. <laughs> he's burning up over there.
4: Looks like he's in trouble. <laughs> help him. Uh, you know I. I still struggle with Matt McClung, that whole story. Does he actually play in the NBA, or does he just show up for the dunk contest? I remember him at Texas Tech, a point guard shooting a bunch of free throws. Then he came out with these out of this world. He's out of this whoa, world. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Put some
0: respect on this Dave. He was dunking long before. He was the highlight reels on YouTube going on through his high school years. Go ahead, David Eddard Jr.
5: I'm buying Jalen Brown here as the first all-star to be in the dunk competition in seven years since Victor Oladipo did and did the Black Panther thing and all that stuff. It's about time we have stars back in the dunk competition, so hopefully this is a trend that can keep going. For you Shelburne. For the Shelburne.
6: Well, stars back in the dunk competition used to be a rite of passage for everybody, like Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, all the young stars in the league. It was a rite of passage to go win the dunk contest, so good for Jalen Brown doing it. But the one I'm most excited about is one you didn't mention, Tone. Steph Curry and Sabrina Ionescu, the shootout. Yeah, we talked about that
0: over the last week because it came apart. It came so organically. We talked about it. I'm excited for that too. I think Woody's onto something here. Woody Page, why not try dunking over somebody? And Wembiyama being part of the skills competition, that's just going to be wonderful to see him moving. He's going to win it, but I don't know who's going to win or not. I just want to see him do all the things. It's (laughs) great. Can't get enough Wembiyama. Can't get enough Woody. Shelbert shot Really? Yes. What happened? Really? What happened? Hey. I was in it. <laughs> Dennis Jr. Showdown, next. <laughs>
6: To your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline.
0: Woody Page, David Dennis Jr., good luck in Showdown. Showdown 1 is a question for you. That is also a question for Bill O'Brien, reportedly right now. Would he rather be the hit coach at Boston College, the AC, HC at BC, or keep the OC position he took last month at Ohio State? Page, what's the better gig?
2: Well, I'd rather be a dumpster in Denver than uh, the mayor of Washington, D.C., to be honest with you. So I'm taking Ohio State because you're not only going to have a chance to be in the playoff next year with 12 teams, but you could win a national
5: championship. Boston College is not going to win its conference David Dennis Jr.?
2: National championship.
5: In a vacuum, I would always say to take the head coaching job over the OC job. But if I'm Bill O'Brien, I probably want to stay as far from the Boston metropolitan area as possible considering how things ended up with that Patriots squad.
0: <laughs> Give the point to Woody Page. Showdown two, Clayton Kershaw, Jose Altuve both coming to terms to stay with the teams you know them for. A beautiful rarity in sports now, a career with one team. David, who do you appreciate more with that one organization, Kershaw and the Dodgers? Or Altuve and the Astros.
5: I'm going to appreciate Altuve and the Astros because he signed a longer contract, which pretty much guarantees that he's going to actually end his career with the Astros. We're not sure what Kershaw has um, going beyond this contract that that they just signed. What a pitch!
2: Well, Kershaw signed a one-year contract with a player option. But look at this. There's been like five different times that he could have changed teams, but he keeps coming back to the Dodgers. He wants to stay in L.A. and finish his career there. It's I think awesome, the and
0: answer. it's great, and I believe he is historically the better player. But what Altuve has meant to the Astros through thick and the thin of everything will give the point to David Dennis Jr. Showdown three, Kelvin Sampson. Look at this court storm. Look at this double technical ejection. Every referee gets a piece of his mind. He did it while he was up more than 20. David, is that a good use of tirade or a wasted one from Kelvin Sampson?
5: It's a brilliant use of tirade. He refused to criticize the refs after the game so he wouldn't get fined. He's got it all out during the game. As somebody who loves a good bargain, that's a great bargain. <laughs> Woody Page.
2: No, David, you save it for the NCAA tournament or sometime when you're six points behind. He hasn't had a technical in 10 years at Houston, and he wasted it when you're ahead by 20 points in the game. That makes no sense. Oh, no, that's
0: the perfect time to do it. I agree with David Dennis Jr. You don't want to be tossed from a NCAA tournament game. We'll move on. We have one more showdown, showdown four. Let's go. Phil Mickelson says, He has made 47 holes in one in his life. Do you believe it, Woody Page?
2: Yes, I do. There's a guy who's called the King of Aces, who's an amateur golfer, and he's had 51 recorded, but in charity tournaments. Tiger Woods has had 20 uh, holes in one in his entire life. 47? I believe it. I played with Phil. I can see him always being around the uh, course making a hole-in-one. Jr.?
5: So, Tiger Woods had 20. You mean to tell me he has two more holes-in-one than Tiger Woods? Woody, I'm sure you play. I know you played with Phil. Did you see any of those holes-in-ones? I'm not sure that that's, you know, a real thing. He's 53 years old. He's been playing myself. golf
0: for 47 years. I think one a year is not asking too much for a guy who's playing every day like him. Points and FaceTime, Woody Page.
2: couple of things about the Super Bowl and the coaches and whether Andy Reid is going to retire or not. He's not going to retire. He wants to keep with uh, cheeseburgers. This is the fourth rematch of Super Bowl coaches in the entire history of it. But guess what? If Kyle Shanahan wins, it's going to be a historic first. It'll be the first time that a father and a son in the four major sports leagues have won world championships.
0: Thank you, Woody. See you tomorrow.